All right, everybody. Welcome back to The Huddle. This is, what, episode five? Five. Five. Okay, we're rolling. We're halfway there. Um, when we first started, we said maybe 10 or 13 episodes in the season. We'll see how it goes with all this coronavirus. But um, we're back. How you feeling? I feel good. How about you, Abe? I'm here. This is a first for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a special guest. Historically, we got Abe on the camera, not behind the camera, but he's on I'm the just camera. so used to hiding. Like, I just don't like being on this side of it. <laughs> it's like, but it's cool, though. These it's lights cool. are hot, y'all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Um, if you're listening for the first time, this is the Kingdom Over Castles podcast called The Huddle. Um, we have three segments that we break the show up in, and the first one is Hear Me Out. Does anybody have something that they want to just be heard out about? Um, I was thinking about this on the way here before, and I just feel like there's going to be somebody who listens to this podcast, and you're going to need some encouragement, and I feel like God just wants you to know that um, that He's with you, and He hasn't forgotten about you. Um, I know things seem uncertain right now. Uh, you don't know how you're going to you know, make ends meet, or you know, you don't know where you're going to work, or there's a lot of different things that you could be worried about, but I just really feel like um, God just wanted me to say that He is with you. Um, it's it's personal, you know. There's there's not a, it's not a coincidence that you're listening to this and you're hearing me say this. But um, uh, He's got His hand on you. Don't worry, He's coming. Help is on the way. Uh, it's just a matter of time. So uh, be encouraged and, and don't give up. Just keep going. Take it day by day. Keep your faith in Him. Um, don't try to take matters into your own hands. But just trust and believe that that he is uh, he's coming to the rescue. He's coming mm-hmm. for you. He sees you, and everything's gonna be all right. Amen. Amen. There's certainly a lot of people who are just searching for hope in these times, and you know, we as the church, not the the building, but we, the body of Christ, uh, we we certainly want to continue to serve as that mm-hmm. um, that beacon of light that can point mm-hmm. people to Christ and, and continue to give people hope. So it is always our prayer at Kingdom Over Castles, no matter what we do, whether it's the huddle, whether it's something on stage, an article that we put out, video production, whatever we do, it's always our hope that you see um, Christ in it and that he gets all the glory and that you walk away feeling better, feeling loved, feeling like you too can go on and go after the things that God has called you to do. Absolutely. So, yeah. It can be scary, you know, especially with new seasons. Um, uh, there, there's going to be a new normal. We, we can see that things are not going to go back to the way that they were. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be a lot of things that are different. But a lot of times, uh, there's beauty in, in the new things. Yeah. And um, Absolutely. Uh, this, this platform itself is, is fairly new. And uh, we have been there before as far as stepping out and, and mm-hmm. trying new things and just being obedient and letting God lead us. And uh, that's what we want to encourage you with today. Um, I'm actually going to interview uh, the man behind this platform, uh, the man who took the first step of faith that has uh, you know, led to us even being here today on this podcast, um, somebody who has been through it. You know, These are just laid back conversations, but uh, we have somebody in our midst who has taken those steps of faith and who has been in a place of uncertainty long before a pandemic uh, came about. So we want to take this time to um, interview L.A. Andre Harrell. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I put his government name out there so y'all see how serious this is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so here we go. All right.
do it anyway, I suppose. I Even last swear. night, like, we were sitting at the house, and he's like, man, Austin wants to do this interview. He's like, God. <laughs> yeah, God, it's it gonna be my least favorite. It's gonna be good, man. This is gonna be good. He is going to be good. I just think there's such a strong message behind it. Like, I didn't even yeah. make that connection. She so just put it, like, man, when you're getting called out into, like, that, that calling on your life when God's like, this mm-hmm. is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're maybe not right even close to where he's mm-hmm. wanting you, the amount of faith it takes yeah. to step out in that uncertain times. And it's, it's, I feel like a lot of people are feeling that with, with coronavirus, at least a, a portion of that where it's yeah. like so uncertain. That was, that was mm-hmm. a great, great connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, let's just start with the name kingdom over castles. What does that mean? There's obviously a deeper meaning behind the name. Um, why did why do you believe God gave you that name for this platform? Um, wow. Uh, so just growing up, I always loved family, and I, I was always a people person. And so one of the things that I always noticed uh, just growing up in church is that there seemed to be this underlying um, separation and truth be told, unspoken competition mm. between different houses. And so I, because I love family and stuff, I one of the things I believe that God called me to do is just to try to bring people together, mm. but to do it with the gift that he gave me, which was art. And so that's where mm. that name came from and, and a lot of prayer and stuff. Okay, awesome. So um, castles are seen as uh, churches or castles can be churches, egos, political stance, economical stance, race, anything that you, um, anything that you hold dear to, and if you feel someone else doesn't hold dear to that certain thing or have access to that certain thing and you count them off, that's operating in a castle mentality. Okay, and so what's the difference between that and the kingdom mentality? So the kingdom mentality recognizes that number one, we're all here to serve the same. God, which is Jesus. We're all here for the Lord. And and what the kingdom does is we work together for that purpose. We recognize that although we might be different, although we might sing different or worship different, there's still something that God has called us to do together. Mm. And so what it is, is just canceling, um, not ignoring our differences, but canceling the, the way that our differences has caused us to separate and saying, forget all of that. Let's come together and let's work for this common goal, which is bringing people to Christ. Wow. And so um, for you, the common goal is the arts. Yes. Okay. The arts, for sure. Awesome. So we have um, stage productions. Mm-hmm. Um, now a new podcast. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? in the arts that is going to come about yes i want to do a series in fact it's so funny i was um at abe's house yesterday we were watching the jeremy camp movie um Mm. i still believe and it just uh just reminded me and you know that inner desire to create a series is uh, still there so some of the illustrated sermons if people have ever attended you know especially deception I believe there is like a season on each scene that we could do creatively. I could see Mm. how we could expand each scene into a season Mm. because I mean, you know, with stage productions and script writing, there's only so much you can do on stage before you lose people's attention. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd I'd write something for five hours if I could, but that's not, you know, that's not smart. Right. right. (laughs) People are going to leave. You'd have your stage crew fall asleep. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not doing that. Okay. So, Tell me, when you started this this ministry, um, it's different. It's new. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever really seen anything like it. Were you scared? Man, what? Yes. 
yes, I was, I was, I think scared isn't even, I don't even think there's a word to really describe it because it's one thing to be scared about something that you're doing for yourself. But I had the, the fear of just also knowing that now I'm responsible for whatever I feed people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just the way that God has blessed me to have the support that I have. I didn't want to let um, the Lord down. I didn't want to let anybody else down. I didn't want to let myself down. And I just wanted to make sure that I was hearing clearly from God. So I was I was definitely scared. Okay. Yeah. So that's actually something I want to tell you. You said you had to make sure that you were hearing clearly mm-hmm. from God. What is some advice or maybe just your personal experience that gave you the courage to take that first step when things might have seemed un- unclear? Mm. That's a good question. Like what made me go when it seemed like it wasn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've learned is that when it's God speaking, a lot of times it's the opposite of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm always skeptical when people are like, I'm not saying you can't be excited when God speaks, but if you don't have a moment where you sit back you know, when God is speaking and calling you to do something, you always have to go back to God. Mm. And so when people are just overly joyed and just running after things, I don't, you know, I can't say that they're wrong, but that's just not my story. And so it helped me to keep going when I was scared. It's just going back to the Lord, getting, um, getting into my word even more. And then I received so much confirmation along the way and I still get it. Mm. Wow. That this is what he called you to do. Yes, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. So what would you tell someone who was in a place where they just didn't know what God was saying? Mm. Like if they felt like they couldn't hear from him, mm-hmm. keep, keep serving where you are. God will meet you. He will meet you where you are. Where you are. Um, when I was doing this, the funny thing is I was um, working on another project and another platform. I, I had already been blogging before. Um, and then I just didn't feel like all of me was there. So I kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. And and this is why I tell people not to get number happy, because mm-hmm. I was in a position where we were doing videos and I was I was it was what, 3000, 2000 people mm-hmm. watching a week. But I stopped because I didn't feel like I was all the way honest with who I was. Mm-hmm. And not that I was living a lie, but I just felt like there was more on the inside of me. Mm-hmm. And so when people might be feeling like they can't hear God, you always want to make sure that you're being honest with yourself. But keep serving where you are. God will come and get you, for sure. Okay. Um, So throughout the process of getting the ministry started, um, obviously such a grand ministry, you you didn't do it yourself. No. Um, Who were some of the people you would say that God sent to help you along the way? I kind of just encourage you. The first night that God told me about the ministry, I remember I ran to my father Mm. and my mother, and I told them what God had told me. And... They were just like, okay, like, you know, just keep keep praying and stuff. And then um, you guys, uh, Austin, Abe, Kavika, um, you guys were the first people that I felt safe with talking to the ministry about. Because it was, I don't know if you remember, when I was trying to explain it back then, I didn't even know fully, like, mm-hmm. what God was saying to me. And so I was just, it's, it's a... It was it was such a God thing because y'all were the ones that really like helped in that season and still in this season. And um, it's one thing when you get a word from God and 
and you're floored by it. But when you see the effect that it has on other people and when other people start mm-hmm. to put legs to the vision that God gave you, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this is this is really happening. <laughs> it's really happening. That's pretty awesome, man. Um, I've heard people say that uh, the, the easiest way to kill a king or to kill something that's really going to change the world is to kill it in seed form. Mm-hmm. Were you ever nervous that people wouldn't... Um, Accept what the vision that God gave you for the ministry, or, uh, or just that they wouldn't get it. Or was there ever any fear there, or was it just like I trust these people? I believe that they're gonna, they're gonna run with me on this. I didn't have fear that people. It's so funny. I didn't have fear that people wouldn't accept it because I knew what God had placed inside of me worked. Because, like, ironically, I was over the drama ministry at my father's church. So I knew that there was an effect on it. And I knew um, I had confirmation. Well, we were already, like, as friends in relationship and stuff. So I knew I could trust you guys with it. The only fear that I had was um, it was it was it just grew so fast. The only fear that I had was losing myself in the process. Mm. of it growing you know mm. that that was really scary so with that did you did you feel like times that maybe you were holding yourself back in ways maybe oh for sure for sure um and then the thing is like man uh i i, I never felt like i cheated anybody and like the the teaching aspect or anything but how can i put it in words it was just such a, it was still, it was one of those situations that was foreign yet familiar. Mm-hmm. Familiar because I had grown up doing the arts my whole life, but foreign because I never saw myself on this side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I never saw myself being the one that was in control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister and my cousins, they will joke all the time about how when we were little and we'll play stuff, I would... Uh, make scenarios and scripts and <laughs> have them start over. But even in that, you don't think that it'll lead you here. Like, that wasn't a desire of mine. So, right. you know. So did you ever see yourself doing this, let's say, five years ago? Um, yes, but it would it would have looked different. It, it would have definitely been in a church. Um, because I this is not a ministry that I took serious. Like, I thought I would be in the medical field as a doctor. And then I was like, okay, I like to write. So every now and then I'll probably do, like, something at church or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't something that I took serious. And I didn't get serious about it until we did the first thing. Wow. Like, that's when I knew this is going to work. You know, because even when we first launched Kingdom Over Castles, I wasn't sure. I was just doing it, really just writing from a hurting place. I was just expressing the pain that I felt and then it connected with other people. And so at the altar call, I remember being like, okay, this is um, something I have to continue to do. Okay. So you said the first thing and obviously um, all of us here were part of the first thing. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I took away from that was sometimes something has, and I won't even say sometimes, but most, most of the time something has to die. Yes. So that another thing can live. Mm hmm. What had to die for you? This ministry. This, because remember I said I was over the arts and stuff. And I remember the last thing I did, December 31st, 2017. Uh, and I, it was called Wanted. And I just remember not 
I just remember feeling like I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I just went through some other things personally, um, just school. Like, I, I had dropped out of college mm-hmm. and, like, completely failed out of the pre-medical program. I had to start my major over. Um, just, like, friendships ended. And, and there was so much death that I dealt with. And then I didn't realize it until I was writing assistedly that there were deaths that I experienced younger, such as losing my grandfather and, like, mm-hmm. friends that I had never really processed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just... Move, my personality, and y'all know, it's just like, okay, it happened. Like, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. And so that's not always healthy um, because sometimes you definitely have to sit and process something. Right. And so I wrote that out of the pain of things that had died, not necessarily saying that loved ones will come back, but just um, sometimes we have to die to our own desires. Mm-hmm. And when you die to your own desires, God can resurrect something and give you back something better than what you were chasing. So Wow. So let's even tie that into what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things have died out of our own will, you know? Yeah. A lot of things have stopped, um, and some things aren't going to make it on the other side of, uh, of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So do you think that that's necessary for some things to— um, for the new things that that God is calling for to be birthed? Yes. I think sometimes, I believe some, in most cases, there's a, and this is not every case, but in most cases, personally, I believe that there's a point where things don't have to die, where God Mm -hmm. simply asks you to let it go. Mm -hmm. And then when we don't, he kills it Mm -hmm. just so that we can let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do believe that that's a necessary process because it's a heart check. Because you never should want something more than you want God. Right. Like, we should never put anything above the Lord. The Bible tells us he's a jealous God. So anything that we want more than him has to go. Mm. Wow. So what keeps you grounded, man? Um, Obviously, with a growing ministry, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that you could become attached to. What keeps you grounded from getting to that mindset you were speaking of, of maybe just even allowing ministry Mm -hmm. to um, become more important to to you than your relationship with God? The death of things have kept me grounded. I remember who I was before it started, Mm -hmm. and I know who I'll be if it should go away today. Mm -hmm. One thing I always tell people is never attach yourself to the ministry that you are stewarding because you're not your ministry. Like, the ministry is just a response of who you are, which is a child of God. Mm -hmm. So, like, Kingdom Over Castles, everything I write is just a response to the time that I spend with Christ. But it's not me, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have this. Um, and, and, and this is something I pray about every day. You know, first of all, I have a great community of friends. I have you guys. I have people who, who knew me before. You know what I'm saying? Like I can go on a, on a radio interview, but then I go back and like sit on the floor <laughs> and play with Ridley. Like I play with the dog or, or like just, you know, or I'll just hit up Chick-fil-A. Like that's, you know, I don't. And I think I'm coming from a place that's just not needing it. You know, anything like stage and all of that stuff. Ironically, God called me to something that I enjoy, but I don't need. Like, I believe that there's some people who need to be up front and need the cameras and need. I don't need that. Mm. I just use it as a way to minister. Right. That's it. Wow. Um, Man, I really think that what you said can really set some people free who are listening about not attaching um, essentially what you do to who you are. Mm-hmm. How do you separate the two? Like I said, it's just knowing like your 
knowing you at the core. Okay, so let's let's take it back. Um, so, Abe, you're going to be a police officer, right? God willing. God willing. <laughs> you're going to be a police officer. We're speaking faith. Right. So, yes, they'll call you, you know, officer. Let's say Officer Bud. <laughs> let's use your nickname. I don't want to. Yo, I ain't told my mom yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> In the next production, <laughs> he will be an yes. officer. Okay, let's take stage stuff. Stage managers, okay? Y'all run behind the scenes. That's what you're doing in the moment, but that's not who you are. Like, who you are is a child of, of God. Who you are is a great friend. Who you are is a, a brother, a son to somebody. Like, that's yeah. who you are, you know? And so, when you look at it like that, man, you really can take the pressure off of yourself. Wow. You don't have to be on. I mean, there's a lot of pastors who who walk around and, and they have to stay, they feel mm. like they have to stay in pastor mode. You're, we're not God. Mm. One thing I've learned a long time ago is that I am not called to save the world. Mm. I can't do that. Jesus already came and did that. Mm. So There's true. no need for me to try to recreate a cross and save the world. All mm. I have to do is be obedient and steward what God has placed in my hands. Wow. And that's it. And be honest. And that's, I mean, that was the whole purpose of these. this podcast. It's just like a place for people to have real conversations. And like right now, you don't have to be some big leader that the world has made you to be. There's a song that I love by Jonathan McReynolds. It's called Pressure. Mm. And it says, um, Jesus, take away um, all of the pressure to be something or someone that you did not create, that the church has made. Mm. And a lot of times, unfortunately, because people are blessed by the ministry, I don't think they do it intentionally to, to, mm. to cause harm. People are blessed and they can start to almost idolize those who have really changed their lives. But at the mm. core of you, always remember that you're just a person. You're just a human being. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That... um. <clears throat> That reminds me of Saul, mm-hmm. you know, how, um, when, the, when the people of God asked for a king mm-hmm. so bad and God gave them Saul, but Saul ended up being consumed by yep. the pressure mm-hmm. of the people he was called to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's awesome that you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can distinguish the two of like serving people, but ultimately knowing who you are in Christ and obeying Christ before yeah. the approval of the other people. Yeah, and 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 truthfully, like I can't stress this enough, the importance of godly community, that matters. I mean, I have the greatest friends in the world, so I pray that y'all find the second greatest friends in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I truly say that because this is a lot like ministry, period. Mm-hmm. And we all do ministry in our own way. Like although we do ministry together. Abe has done children's ministry. Austin has been teaching. Um, So we all do ministry in our own way and together. And the importance of community to me is just people who care about you. Mm. Like you, the person. Not you, the leader, but like you, the person. Like Mm. that's important. Mm. Wow. That's good, man. Um, So with Kingdom Over Castles, you obviously have uh, a set standard on not getting into a castle mindset mm-hmm. but sometimes and, and I've even seen people come to you with great ideas mm-hmm. but operate in a castle mentality uh, how do you how do you maneuver through those things with the good ideas that come to you which I'm sure there's many mm-hmm. um, how do you just stay grounded like what is the thing that God tells you to say to, to people who come with you come it's, to you with that stuff it's really hard um, one the first thing that God gave me with the ministry is the mission statement, which is tearing down the walls of separation through the arts. 
And so I always, whenever I'm sitting in a meeting with somebody or they're pitching an idea, I have to ask myself the first question, which is, is this going to build a wall? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to help me tear one down? Is oh, this a, is this going to build a wall? Unfortunately, I've had people who, and not to their, you know, I don't think that they were purposely trying to do it, but I've just been in situations where I could see that this would build a wall, this would cause mm-hmm. conflict or, you know, and the thing that helps me is remembering the mission, um, the wisdom. You know, when you're mm-hmm. leading something, God will give you wisdom. And I always tell people, never settle for a good idea. Mm. Like, settle for obedience. Wow. Because it's obedience that gets you there, not the good idea. None mm-hmm. of this was a good idea. It was just obedience. It was something that God told me to do, and then we just responded. Now, mm-hmm. I think good ideas work when you tie them to obedience. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, we can work on a project, and we're being obedient by working on the project, but someone will have a good idea. Like, oh, this it'll be smarter if we did it this way or easier if we did it this way within the realms of the obedience mm-hmm. being, uh, you know, the foundation. So I always tell people, don't settle for a good idea. You know, wow. um, Ishmael seemed like a good idea mm-hmm. <laughs> when they mm-hmm. when they got the promise that that yeah. they would have Isaac, but they created Ishmael, mm-hmm. and that was a good idea seemingly. Mm-hmm. But good ideas always seem to bite you in the back because it's wow. not obedient. You know, you always got to go back to what God said. Wow, that that's really good, man. Um, there's a thought that I was thinking about, and it was simply just that the root of indis- like indecision or just people being confused mm-hmm. is approval addiction. Yeah. And I think that's really good that you said that because when you can stand on something that God has told you, you don't need the approval of mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in any personal situations where you had to stand on what God told you and there were some people who didn't agree? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's really, really hard. Um Sometimes God will give you, <laughs> I've seen him give you an idea that is on earth seems like stupid mm. to people. When you tell people, they're like, it's so dumb. Mm. It doesn't make sense. But you have to go against those eyes. And and the, the thing is, it's hard when you're going against the odds but still keeping the mission. Because the flesh wants to build the wall when someone mm-hmm. like calls you crazy. You're like, okay, oh, bump yeah. it. I'll just do it by myself. Yeah. But I still can't because I still have to keep the wall torn down. Mm. I can't let ego build a wall mm. or, like, pride build the wall. So it's really hard. Um, man, I think every production has been like that mm. for me personally. There's always been someone who thought something was crazy or I've I've sat in, man, the last thing we did, uh, we had a budget meeting and and somebody was telling me, you know, they were giving me some sound advice, just like, oh, you should get sponsorships. You need a sponsor because you can't do this by yourself. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it by myself. This is God, <laughs> yeah. like, leading me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's 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 hard. Wow. It's, it's really hard, but you can do it. Absolutely. Um, so with Kingdom Over Castles, it was definitely a season, a season change. You stepped into something mm-hmm. completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'll even ask you some questions too Abe on this but what is something that you would uh, say to encourage somebody stepping into a new season wow stay present stay present Um, sometimes we when we're going into a new season 
we try to operate a season ahead mm. because we need, the, like, as humans, especially men, too, we just need to figure it out. Mm. Like, that's our, our goal in life is just to figure things out in the flesh. But faith says don't figure it mm-hmm. out, but stay present. So my my number one advice that I, I would tell anybody if you're, you know, feel called to go after something, stay present. And what I mean by stay present is focus on what what you have to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scripture, and I used to have it on my screensaver, and I cannot quote it still for some reason. Wow. Uh, it says, worry about today for tomorrow has enough words of its own. Mm-hmm. And um, staying present will save you a lot of stress. It will save you a lot of heartache because the way God moves in ministry is he only shows you what's present. He doesn't show you what's next. And sometimes if we can't see what's next, we don't move. Like that's what will paralyze you. And you'll be like, oh, I'm not doing that because I need to see what's going to happen after I do this. And God is like, no, just do that. And then you'll do this and just stay present and enjoy the ride. Yes. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the ride. Wow. That's really good. What about you, A? Because you're stepping into a new season, um, moving back to Michigan, miles and miles away from here, and uh, and then pursuing something new. Yeah, it's actually um, last night uh, I was thinking about this and uh, and I, and going along with what LA said, you know, of, of staying present. Like I'm one of those guys who's always like I'm always trying to figure out what I've got to do five steps down the road when God's trying and trying to bring me back to all right just look at what i placed before you mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and uh and it takes me going forward and then looking back and going, man i missed so much and so staying present absolutely the other thing is along with that is just i mean we say it over and over prayer i i forget to do it so much so we act like it's something that like mm-hmm. man i can rattle off just out of my coming up in mm-hmm. a godly home and stuff i I've talked with you about this. I mean, all, both of you guys, but we know the words. Yeah. We know the look. We can do that really easy, but it takes me really stopping. And it actually literally just happened last night. I was laying in bed after watching um, that, that movie with L.A., that, uh, that Jeremy Camp movie. Um, and uh, just sitting there and going, okay, God, what, what do you want me to do right now? Mm. And it actually even took me again and I've talked about doing this before but it it took me saying okay I believe I'm being called back to Michigan Mm -hmm. to pursue this career uh, to to be able to step into this career but not just for the excitement of the job or what the pay may be or 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 whatever Mm -hmm. but to actually be able to say okay what can God use me for in this and that's actually that movie uh what what was it called I still believe I still believe something they were portraying in that movie with the story Mm -hmm. of Jeremy Camp and his first wife and the loss of her is what can I do with my life to show Christ? What can I do that impacts Mm -hmm. one person Mm -hmm. to make it worth it? And for me, I miss that so much. So staying present is so important. And I just sat there. I couldn't go to sleep for probably a a half hour or so just laying in bed. And I literally had to lay every plan I had for moving back to Michigan. And the, uh, the thought crossed my mind is if God said right now, never mind, stay here. I've got something else. Mm-hmm. Would I be able to do that after I've mm-hmm. already, I mean, uh, I'm no longer working down here. Um, mm-hmm. I've started closing out my apartment lease and stuff. I mean, all these things, would I be able mm-hmm. to be present enough to see God saying mm-hmm. enough, stop, focus here on something that 
I, I, I wasn't really planning on because now for, as you guys know, for the last few months, I've been actively working towards leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's what God's doing, but he called, he, he just spoke to me last night and said, if that were to happen, would you mm-hmm. see it? Would you have enough focus on the present, the right, right. now of me speaking in the second to do that? And, uh, and to be honest, I had to admit that in more cases than not, I, it would be a no. I would, I would just be so focused further out so it's something I have to continually work on to try and be in that present and uh, and it's a struggle and I mean I feel like a lot of people look at the, at these things where where you can look into someone else's life where you can look at um, kingdom over castles or just just someone's day to day walk and be like wow they're really maneuvering inside their calling they're, they're, they're really stepping out in that mm-hmm. and, and get excited to do something but have all this excitement directed somewhere God had never asked them to direct it. And mm-hmm. they and they run out, and then all of a sudden that's why someone finds themselves yep. miles away from any drive for it. It's, they, they get lost in the excitement of something they thought was for them, and then all of a sudden they turn around, and it's like, oh, you know, they, they just feel lost. And uh, and I've, I've done that more times than I care to count. But another thing I don't want people to forget with that is just because that was to happen doesn't mean God can't use that. Right. Uh, right. So, yeah, that's very good. I'm glad you tied that in. Um, Cause there are, I believe very many people who are operating in things and, mm-hmm. and professions and even ministries that maybe God didn't call them to, yeah. and, yep. uh, but he will use it for their good. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's very good guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one last question I would uh, I, I want to ask you guys that I think can help some people is just um, if you could do anything differently would you um, and do you think that do you think that it's possible to to go back or do you think that God uses all those things like you were saying because some people say, you know, if I could go back, I would do this differently. But then you have to think about the president, how even the wrong decisions you made led you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. Right. No, Mm-mm. I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a thing. There is so much um, that, you know, when you're living, it can seem like, God, this is the worst thing ever. But uh, man, like when I when we watched that movie yesterday, just seeing how Jeremy Kemp went through with his mm-hmm. wife and like you know losing his wife and I thought it 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 really moved me almost to tears because just in my ministry alone and just where God has called me to as far as the arts go that's where that stuff is birthed mm-hmm. is through pain like somebody has to live that stuff mm-hmm. man I was telling somebody they were like oh I'm gonna um it was almost offensive, low key. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> there was, come on, I was legit offended, like, <laughs> bro. I was mad because they were like, uh, "You got me excited. I'm gonna write me a little play." And I'm oh. like, first of all, it's not a play, and then secondly, it is not just pulling something mm-hmm. up and just coming up with like, unless you want to live that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know that there's some people who can just get away with doing stuff that they don't identify with but me personally I have conviction about mm-hmm. that so anything that I'm putting up there I'm tied somewhere in that storyline and I always tell people unless you're ready to live that stuff don't try to copy and so when you ask about like if I would change anything no because if I had to change something that I went through in the ministry that God has called me to then that means somebody can't be saved mm-hmm. 
Like, that means that somebody can't be touched. And it's easy to sit here in this office and be comfortable and say, you know, if I have to do it again, I'll do it again. But I truly mean it. Because if that means, if changing, if I had to change something, then truly somebody can't be saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of how many times we've told our testimony to people and, and they have um, given their life to Christ. Or, or it made them say, well, what? tell me more about God or let me read the Bible or maybe I will go back to church. Like that, that just robs somebody of salvation. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, I was talking to Allison. I, we were talking about this. Shout out to Allison, PR <laughs> for uh, KOC. Amazing. Um, we were talking and I said, you know, a lot of people say, use me, Lord, use me, Lord. And they think that that just means being on stage or being in front of people mm-hmm. is being used. But there's a prerequisite before you get to that level. Right. If you get to that level, because mm-hmm. I believe that God used people who the world might not ever know. But just that one person God is using. But in order for God to use you, he has to put you through some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Christians, I don't believe that everything we go through is for us. Mm. A lot of times it's for somebody else Absolutely. because somebody's watching us. Mm-hmm. And so when we say, use me, Lord, we have to be careful. Like, do you really want him to use you? Or at least be honest. Yeah. Like, use me in what way? Like, Lord, let me use me to show my neighbors what it's like to win the lottery. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's be real. Because that's what a lot of people are thinking when they say, use me, Lord. Like, Lord, use me to show my mama what it's like to own a mansion. Like, I want to be used by God. But how do you want to be used? Like, and th- those are real questions. How A lot of the songs that we sing, Oceans, Take Me Deeper. Last time I oh, sung that, man. he took me so deep. Boy, I was choking. <laughs> he took my job. Like, and, and, and on the other side of that, you can be grateful. But, you know, I don't ever want to live a life that I want to change certain things. Even, mm-hmm. even the, the depression or, or the suicide um, period that I went through, I wouldn't change it. Because now I can reach somebody. Mm-hmm. Now I can, yeah, mm-hmm. I can help somebody. Mm-hmm. So no, that's very good. Mm-mm. What about you, Abe? Um, yeah, I, I, I heard somebody speak one time, and they were they were asking because it's a very common question. Can, if you could go back, would you change anything? And, uh, and it's it's I feel like it's a question we ask ourselves a lot, and. Um, I think we'd like to ask it because we're all like, well, it's never going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is, for me, I most definitely would try to change some things. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, seriously, if I, <laughs> if I went back to that dumb pickup line, I said, that girl, guess what? Oh. I ain't saying it. <laughs> you know? yeah, I, ain't gonna, I mean, but that's just honest. Like, I mean, there's those mm-hmm. things. Um, but honestly, overall, no. I mean, it's... The way I even came to be where I am now, sitting in this seat, just the simply geographical side of it, of being in Florida, um, never would have happened if I hadn't gone through some of the harder experiences mm-hmm. in my life. Um, it just, there's, there's those certain things that, honestly, if I was taken back to that moment, you know, a year after doing it, then yeah, I probably would have changed it. I would probably mm-hmm. would have said, oh man, but that's kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, where where we focus so hard on something we and we chase it out, and then all of a sudden we look around and we're like, "Wait, where's God at in my life right now? Why am I why am I doing this?" You know, yeah. And it hurts because when we step out of line with what God has for our lives, there's going to be there's and 
it, there's going to be pressure to get you back on track. And something we actually talked about recently um, that I forget which one of you guys said it to me is God will allow us to succeed in our, um, for lack of a better term, uh, disobedience or um, mm-hmm. lack of following. He'll, he'll allow us to succeed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that almost makes it more difficult because you look around you and you're like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, you know, looking back now, four and a half years, almost five years after moving to Florida, out of really just anger and disappointment of the life I had in, you know, the life events that had taken place while I was living in Michigan. Um, now, no, not a chance. I wouldn't change a thing, man. The the sadness and loneliness I felt for the first year and a half I was here, um, you know, I had great experiences. My cousins were down here living with me. Um, 2017 was like the most exciting year of my life you know I, I stepped out of being in someone else's home I was my own man which is scary at the same time because now I've got to stand up for what I believe in well I claim I believe this well now I have to show I believe this you know yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, it's not mom and dad's said you know this is what we believe now I'm years outside of well uh, outside of being under my father's roof and, and having to make those decisions for myself and the truth of the matter was is there were points in my life where I knew I was out of line with what God had for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I, I actually remember sitting in the, in the back seat of a dear friend of mine down here, um, uh, a elderly couple who had, who had taken me in and just began to help to speak into my life, asking, you know, begin to pressure me to, to seek out what God had for me because I told them, you know, it's there's something off. And I remember sitting in the back of their car after a church service and I broke down crying and I said, I'm in church. There's this, you know, I'm, I'm actively going to this building and stuff, but there's a hole in my, in my heart, my soul where I know something's missing. Mm. And they didn't have a direct answer for what that was. They, I mean, only God knows what that is, but <laughs> there's so many people that I believe when they get quiet at night, Mm-hmm. When they stop for that that moment where no one else can yeah. hear or see what's going on inside their heart, and if they really search, you'll find that. And I feel like that's just a built-in homing beacon of God saying, "I've got something for you." If mm-hmm. no matter where you are, even if you're outside of what I had for you, mm-hmm. I can use this for my good, I, I, for your good, because mm-hmm. I, I work all things for your good. Mm-hmm. If you will just trust me enough to do it. And, and praise God, he did as, as I began to make that that search and that effort to come back. And it took years. That's the thing I would say is, is for going back to your question, I'm sorry, rabbit trailing. Him saying, you know, stay present, you know, stay in that, you know, focus on what's in front of you. Is be prepared to stop where you are away from it and just mm-hmm. say, okay, what can I do from right here? And don't expect it to happen overnight. Because it won't. You, I mean, there are those moments in our lives where it clicks, and you're like, okay, I'm from this point on, yes. But it take it can take a lot of time. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's good. Well, gentlemen, this has been great. Wait, I have a question. Oh, okay. You got a question. This is something. Wait, hold on. That, I'm interviewing. I know. I know. <laughs> but but here's the deal. I have a, I have a question. Um, certainly, like this ministry, it is impossible to do alone. Mm. Um. A wise man once said, we can't do life alone. <laughs> His name is Austin. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What people don't know, it was a message, heartbreak message, uh, December 14th, 2018. Why do I remember that day? Because it changed my life. It was a sermon that freed me to do everything that you hear right now or that you might have seen in the past. Um, it was the license to to pick up and go again. Mm-hmm. My question, though, to, to both of you guys is, like, what, what connected you to this ministry? Because, like, I mean, you guys are here and have been here since this thing has started. What was it that connected you? Like, how, like, was there a call individually to it? Like, what was it? Somehow, LA has taken over my interview, um, but the conversation is, get, is heating up, man. It's getting really good. You don't want to miss it. Stick around. Next Friday at 12 p.m., we will release part two of this iconic interview. Until next time, peace.